Come on. Math. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the only podcast produced by three two-time winners of IMSA's Spirit of the Race Award. You're listening to the Check Engine Podcast. We're hosted on Anchor.fm, and we are streamed worldwide on all those platforms you use to listen to your favorite podcasts. Nick, Andrew, and Tristan are here, as per usual. Guys, I really wish we could get a more consistent cadence for the for the listeners this summer, but there's just so much shit going on. Yeah, I started playing a lot of Minecraft. Did you? <laughs> Not a lot, but I did start playing that's, Minecraft. That's why you can't record? Yes. Mining and crafting. No, I did start <laughs> playing Minecraft. I don't um I don't get it, man. Like you don't, uh, you don't get the appeal? I don't really get it. It's weird and um also like it's clearly a children's game, right? Which is cool. Everyone in the world plays Minecraft apparently. I, I'm the last one. I um, have not played it once. I'll say then you are the last there. one. <laughs> <laughs> the last two. But it is an odd game. Like if there's not a very rewarding cycle. You know what I mean? Because you have to mine to craft and then you have to craft what with the order to, in order to mine. Um, and then none of that matters because some kid who's been on the server for like 30 years at this point somehow has this giant like map size castle and you're like wow i just built like a cabin <laughs> and there's i feel like it's, it would be the perfect game for claire and her non-competitive spirit no no it's it, well all right see that's that's where you're wrong it's incredibly competitive <laughs> you think i know like the uh, um it, it's all internal pressure though, right? Because you build like this house or, you know, like a mud hut and that's cool to survive, <laughs> to, to survive the night. And then you build like your first little house and then you uh, are traversing the map just somewhere out in the middle of nowhere. And there's this um, like seventh wonder of the world. That's like <laughs> massively tall and as wide as you can see from like one point on the map. And you're like, ah, shit. <laughs> Yeah, so that's there's no actual scoreboard that says that person wins, though. That's just you. No, but the scoreboard is the edifice itself. They will tell you that giant scoreboard. Yeah, and then they tell you your house sucks, and then you feel you feel small. So it's it's a big dick swinging contest, is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. And you what you got to remember, you're getting absolutely obliterated by someone who goes to middle school. You know what, though, that's with everything else we've got going on. That's not something that concerns me anymore. I expect kids. I expect kids to be better than me at video games at this Same, point. Yeah, <laughs> definitely strong. Same. That's why I don't play yeah. online games. <laughs> That's right. Sh- That's I shouldn't, but I do anyway. I yeah, play single right. player all the time. Fuck multiplayer. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Let me. I have enough time with the a hard enough time with the AI on most games. Absolutely. I don't need other humans. We are not guys a video game 
or Minecraft podcast, although I'm yeah. sure one exists. I thought you were going to say we're not in an inferiority complex podcast, but you know, <laughs> I was thinking about I was thinking about saying we're not a big dick swinging podcast. <laughs> that well, well, that's just patently untrue. That's, that's <laughs> not true. We know this. <laughs> but what we are is a car podcast, so we should probably start discussing some car culture, some motorsports. Do we have anything specific that anybody needs to get to tonight? I have I have a lot of specific things that I need to talk about. We don't have a specific topic per se, but we will be talking about car things. And I think that I must start with this because, Nick, I, I accidentally teased the the most recent car related updates in my life uh, earlier before it, it, when we were in pre pro. But um, so, here, so here's the deal. We're, we're continually in pre pro. Yeah, exactly. Industry term, <laughs> folks. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. So here's the deal. Last week, Friday. Um, uh, uh, a young woman I work with, it was her last day and, uh, she turned all her stuff in, was ready to leave the building, literally had all her bags packed. Um, and she went out to her car. We're like, Oh, you know, the big goodbye. Oh man, thanks. You know, it was such a good year. What a, what a crazy year. All that shit. Um, and she comes back, she comes and knocks on the door like 30 seconds later and finds a, a coworker of mine and asks him to go out with her to her car and listen to it. Cause it's making a funny noise. So he comes and gets me. And I just hate, I hate the conversations that start like this. You're a car guy, right? And I'm like, Ugh. you do a car my, podcast. You know everything about cars. Well, my it's instinct the same is, as you're a computer guy, right? Yeah, That's exactly. Very similar. So my instinct is to immediately say no to which they <laughs> always say you have a car podcast. Don't you? And then I go, uh, what is it? <laughs> so, Go out and listen to the car. Uh, she, well, she turns it on. You're like, oh, you have a hole in your muffler. Clearly, clearly you have a hole in your muffler. Um, go take it to <laughs> a Midas or whatever. Go do that. And uh, so we were, we're standing by the driver's side window, as you do. Um, we go to walk around the car and see that the, that the pipe is hanging mm. below the car, touching the ground. And we're like, okay, all right, well, hold on. Don't go anywhere yet. You don't have a hole in your muffler. It's just broken completely. And she was like, oh, no, what am I going to do? It's like, OK, it's not a big deal. We'll tie it up, you know, get some rope, tie it up to the heat shielding on the bottom. You'll be able to drive to a shop. Just take it to the shop. They should be able to maybe even patch the hole here. But as I go to get under the car and it was a Honda Pilot, so it was like, you know, reasonably you could like comfortably crawl underneath it. Thank God. I realized something. There was about an 18 inch gap between one end of the pipe and the bottom of the header. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So what we go inside and we look at the security tapes and we go back outside and we look underneath the car. We have her back it up and there are tool marks on the ground where the both ends of the missing chunk of the pipe was someone drove into the parking lot in an Acura MDX. So that matching year, the exact same car, but Acura cut out her fucking catalytic converter and stole the shit. No way. <laughs> yes. Your Twitter commentary was fabulous though. <laughs> from a school I did post that on Twitter. Yeah. From a school parking lot. Yep. Whoa. So that was big. So I'm guessing you turned the police, the tape into the police. Do we have any yeah, yep, sort all of all that stuff? Nothing, nothing, nothing yet. to do, nothing to do really. Uh, so that was last Friday. 
Whoa. Now, last night, as I'm walking out of the building, um, I see a, a, a new coworker uh, who just started last week standing by um, a pile of broken glass, looking somewhat disheartened. Um, and so I go to, uh, there's another one of my colleagues standing outside. So I walk over to her and I'm like, uh, what's going on out here? She's like, oh, she just got her car stolen. And I was like, what? What the I mean, so, fuck? So for people who aren't aware in the city of Milwaukee, there's like a massive, massive rash of specifically Hyundai and Kia car thefts. So it's any Kia 2011 or newer, any Hyundai 2015 or newer. And the explanation that I've read about it is essentially that the shock sensor on the car alarm is not set sensitively enough. So you can pop the rear window, either one of the rear passenger windows, crawl into the car and hotwire it. So her car got stolen yesterday. However, why was it not my car? Because my car has the proximity key. So they cased it. They pulled into the parking lot in a stolen Kia Seltos, cased my car, realized they couldn't steal it because to steal the push button start car, you have to have a USB stick. And I guess they just didn't have it. Ooh. So lucky they cased my car, didn't take it, went up to hers, popped the back window, started it in. I was probably about 50 seconds and drove off in two stolen cars. Jesus. So, I'm, I'm a, oh, you said it was a Kia, so it's not the same. It might not. It's probably not the same people. What do you mean? Like the same? Oh no, no, group, it's probably group of, not the same people that stole the catalytic converter and the yeah and the group the, of bandits. different people there. Yeah, the same yeah, group of bandits. Not. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I'm kind of at the point where I don't know what to do because I because I have the job I have. I can feed myself a continuous loop of the security feed on my car. Like if I park it in the, in the parking spot that I know is directly in front of a camera, I can do that. But even if they do go and try to steal my car, what do I do? Do I run out and try to stop them? That seems like a good way to get shot. I know most people are doing this because it's easy and it's low risk. I think if you appear, they'll probably try to get out of there. That was also my thought. Y- you but, might okay, not even so need to set up, step outside, like open the door and yell, hey, and then yeah, maybe. they I might just know. take off. But uh, so, I mean, so that's the thing, right? That's that's the first question. The second one is, so I was telling people at work this and like well, that, the f- most common response I got is that's what you get for buying foreign. I was like, what off? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? The reason they're not stealing your 10-year-old American car is a heap of fucking shit. I bought this four months ago. What are you talking about? Uh, That was number one response. Number two response is, well, don't keep anything valuable in the car. It's the car. I don't keep anything valuable in my car. It's a car. The car itself is valuable. It's It's a whole car. What are you talking about? I, I don't know. So that's why I said in pre-pro, I will definitely be up to Road America on Friday evening if I still have a car. Wow. I did not see that coming. I thought it was just like in the shop. Isn't the police department handing out like free steering locks and stuff? They're, they they ran out. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> they, they ran out. And also, I thought about it. Like, do I go buy a stupid 
club or something. And I've decided that, no, I don't feel it necessary for them to take an extra five seconds to steal my car. If they're popping the lock on, if they're popping the ignition lock on the car in 20 seconds, you think they're not going to, you think a club is going to stop them. I just <laughs> watched them do this. Here's what you, here's what you, know, you used to be able to do that doesn't really work anymore. But you wish it would be great if you could just yank the distributor. <laughs> I know, or the battery <laughs> like, or something. Haha, good luck. Disconnect the battery. Just there reset you go. your clock every time. <laughs> That's actually to, a really good point. They'd have to pop the hood and get back underneath there and fix it before they could leave. That's not a bad idea, but are they just going to wreck the car if, you know what I mean, like destroy the interior if they can't get it started or something? I, I I don't know. I've never thought to steal a car, so I don't know what my thought process would be if I can't get it started. Probably yeah, just I leave. I don't, I don't know. Is it is it dumb to not get a steering wheel lock? I don't think so. You guys, you guys, tell me. I don't think so. No, I I probably would, but I, I guess I just don't know how much extra time it actually does add. I don't know. Probably not enough to make a difference, in my opinion. But then again, I don't know anything. <laughs> I don't know. I think the battery idea is a good one. So I'm just trying to think here. With the proximity key, if I do take the battery off, then I got to figure out where the key entry is to the car because I also have to lock it. I think it's behind the drivers well don't thing. say on this podcast what if they're listening they could go to they could go look <laughs> <laughs> they can use their eyes for that one <laughs> i'm not worried uh, i don't know i i feel like i'm not doing enough but then again what really can i do park it under park it under the camera disconnect yeah. the battery basically so, I mean, I, I guess I, again, never having boosted a car or run a criminal organization, I don't know what the mindset is. Is it, do you think they are just have it earmarked and are going to come back later? Or do you think it's like, oh, we just hit that lot. We've done that area a bit. We need to move on to the next score. I don't know how criminals think. I, I can't imagine they stay in the same spot for too long. I don't know. Like how many maybe, times maybe, they want to be next month. Like how yeah, many times could be or at least consecutively. Like, yeah, maybe that maybe in six months they'll try it again. But I, I don't know. Like how many times do you keep running the same risk? Like well, you don't exactly. want to go until you get caught because then you're caught. That's <laughs> true. That's true. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems, it seems like a weird situation. So yeah, I mean, I didn't like read into it too much simply because there is a, pretty significant element of if it happens it happens and there's really nothing i could have done about it um but also you want to know a bit so uh, what a, i mean this has been apparently an issue known about as far back as like the beginning of this year mm -hmm. and right now it's just like a massive surge of it in milwaukee and uh yeah i i honestly think that when the advice is get a club then it's oh so there's no advice pretty close unless there happens to be a police officer like driving by at that exact moment you're probably fucked <laughs> tuck an air tag underneath the floor mat <laughs> yeah so well if, i mean if they, if they got an iphone they'll tell you where it is 
Well, I mean, I have the I, I'm, I have the Hyundai like connected car app. They'll be able to find it. That's not going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Like it has the tracking, it has remote shutdown and lock and horn and lights and all that shit. But is really is any of that going to make a difference? If they steal the car, they're going to fucking steal the car, and then they either disable that and sell it, or they find it and it's completely trashed. Like, you know, what's the what's the better outcome? Even if my car does get stolen. It would be funny if you are watching it on the cameras, if you could use the app to like set the alarm off. Uh, you can. It's just not that fast. I tested it today. Oh, <laughs> it takes it takes about. I mean, you know, it's instant, Tristan. So it's between 45 seconds and about a minute to get a command actually out. Yeah, my, my remote start for my my super is a little faster, like from the car door to like by the time I like walk into a gas station or something, it's usually started when I like leave the dog in the car and then leave it running, that kind of thing. Sure. Huh. So I thought that might be if it was faster, it would be funny to see him jump. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just it, when you see it on a camera and then put it in on the app, like my remote start on my key fob is way faster as well. Right. The, but the, through the app on the phone, it just takes longer. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I, don't they, have a, I don't have a key fob remote start, so. Interesting. Yay. Oh, shit, man. Yeah, what are you going to do? I don't know. <laughs> Who else almost got the car stolen this week? I didn't almost get my, we did not almost get a car stolen. We did not steal a car. However, we did acquire one in a legal fashion. You purchased so, a car. Yes, Claire got Or a we're new, given a car. Claire, Claire got a new car. Oh shit. Hey. A, it's been weeks. Did you did you go buy the Camry TR or, or go uh purchase the Camry TRD? No, because Claire found a killer deal um at Racine Hyundai. I'm shouting them out on the podcast for those of you who listen. If you're looking for a new vehicle, uh find Colin at Racine Hyundai. Um so it was a lease, a 2019 Sonata that was a lease turned in early before the end of the lease. So it was one owner, 20,000 miles, no accidents, complete service record. It was bought at or leased at Racine Hyundai, serviced at Racine Hyundai, returned sh- short of the lease term to Racine Hyundai, and they wanted under 20 grand for it. Nice. Because they were just trying to move it off the lot. They wanted to get rid of it. So That's crazy right that's, now. So that's, just... that's a really weird thing to say right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They He showed me the numbers. They were actually selling it at a loss. Why? What's wrong with it? I didn't care. We were getting a, we were getting a car with 21,000 miles, two years old, no accidents, full service record for like 19K. What engine does it have in it? Uh, I'll get back to you. That would be the question. If it's the one everyone's having problems with. That might yeah, be. That would be that two liter, right? Yeah, I think that's the one. Those because those though, uh, oh, the 2019. Yeah, because it was the um, the slipstream engine was in this model year and newer. The older one is the Theta two. Or the one point six Theta two, which does not have problems the same as the two liter 
let's see. May face an annoying issue. Curly. Huh? What I'm are you just, doing? I'm just, I'm just looking up which engine it is. What what trim? It was the SE. 2019 Sonata SE. Hyundai's not big on multiple engines per trim levels. Yeah. Although they do do it occasionally. Uh, 185 horsepower. That could be the 1.6. 2.4 liter. liter. Four cylinder. Dun, dun, dun. I do think that is the Theta 2. Well, so far it's been just fine, except for she did run over a screw and her right rear tire started deflating within the first week. Yeah, that <laughs> immediately. exact same thing happened to me. Exact same damn thing. Like immediately within a day, like the t- the the pressure sensor came on. I'm like, well, come on, really? There's, they sold us. That's why they wanted to get rid of it so fast is that they were selling it with fault. But it like she literally had like a machine screw in it that she just picked up on the highway. Like that was this long for people who can't see on an audio medium is probably three inches long. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. I uh, when I bought my new tires when I was down in Georgia, I, we went to Lowe's and I parked in the parking lot and I get out of the car and I seen this glint and I was like parked a half inch from my tire was like this giant galvanized nail. Yeah. And all I almost did the thing where you get new tires and immediately put all of them. Thing of the thing. Yeah, we so we patched the we patched it. Um everything's fine now. It was just getting to the point where her twenty thirteen had like a hundred and almost hundred and sixty thousand on it and just every little thing keeps popping up. Like we'd go get it checked out for one issue. That's fixed another day, another issue. And there were still these shorts that were happening um, with the taillights on her 2013, like where the running light was on on one side, but not the other. And then the brake light would come on, but not the other. And it's like for the, for the amount for the quote, probably to have someone try to run wires through the thing, it was going to be equal to if not more than the kelly blue book value so i just told claire i would start looking right now (laughs) like it's probably about that time and she found this thing within a day and like three days later we were driving home with a 2019 sonata so she's super happy same color white she loves her white cars (laughs) uh two-tone interior kind of a light gray dark gray interior um she's it's it's quiet it doesn't pull um she's like oh this is how a car is supposed to work it's it's uh it's it's awesome so we're we're really excited about it oh nice good yeah still got to find someone to drive the camry trd for me though i am i can go drive one (laughs) (laughs) that's true you can still go do that it's a lot of talk it's a lot of talk and not a lot of driving it, so I don't have to do it um, unless it, in case it sucks. <laughs> you didn't give me a time when I had to get it done, Andrew. You just shield said you do it. ASAP. Yeah, shield me from the consequences of my own decisions. <laughs> next week, I will go drive one next oh, week. Oh, shit. I'm, I'm actually hyped for that. You have no idea. After, I'll find a dealership that has one on the lot, and I will go drive one next week. Here's what you do. After you go in. You give the guy you give the guy the sob story You're like listen i got my focus st here 
It's a great car. I love it. But my fiance is pregnant and we just need something a little bigger. And I got my eye on that TRD. <laughs> I just need a little more room for that car seat in the back. That's all I'm a looking for. A little more for. room for that car seat. I love taking the cart up to Road America. Blah, you know, you give him the whole thing. So he thinks you're respectable and, and serious. Um, yeah, serious. Then they serious. drive it and you never call him again. It's a perfect first date, really. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I'm going to do. All right. Let, let's talk some fucking racing. Let's hold on, hold on. I, got, I got two oh, things. Sorry. I got to do. I got to do two things. I got too excited. So, so first thing is first thing is very short. Uh, it's it's back to kind of a neat car news thing. Ooh. I I saw something that I died laughing at. Um, like just uncontrollable sitting in the car, not guffawing, but just unstoppable chuckling for way too long i was driving past andrew my favorite car the honda elements yes um but on the back all of the honda element badges had been removed and in their their place had been replaced with hummer badges (laughs) and and said and said hummer one half (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty funny actually i couldn't handle it that's pretty Um, funny that person is clever yes um so that's that's a short one and i'm gonna do a short one real quick as long as we're doing short two inches um the last time we were up racing at road america we saw a smart car rolling around the carousel camp area that was actually painted like the the little tykes car the red with the yellow top i i've seen that i've seen that that. is more common than you think i've only seen it and i've only seen it on google images i've never seen it in the flesh i Uh, saw it rolling around and i screamed at the top of my lungs first thing out of my mouth that's the dream (laughs) 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 so okay go tristan um so just to follow up on yours i saw mine the one that I saw at the North Avenue McDonald's over by Mayfair Mall one time. And the, guy, and, the, and the guy driving it was walking back to his car as I was walking in. And I saw him like the keys come out and it unlocks the smart car. I go, nice. And he goes, I know, right? I, <laughs> I know, right? It's so, so smug. Yeah. No, like like enthused that someone else enjoyed his car. Like, I know, right? Great. <laughs> I love this thing. Um, so that was funny that you saw one of those. That was one of my more positive car interactions over the years. What are um, the chances that was not the same guy? That's Honestly. a good question. That's a good question. Pretty <laughs> low. Yeah. <laughs> I would say it's pretty low. Gotta be pretty low. But so then number two is a little more serious. Uh-huh. In our in our gift cars episode. Hmm. I made a critical error. Oh no! I, I overheard pieces of information. A, do you need to stop and hold penalty? We haven't done uh, one of those in years. I mean, th- this should be just you know a straight DQ, <laughs> a straight murder. <laughs> yeah. Um, that uh, and I have to apologize to my mom. Oh cause, no! Because I heard that she liked it secondhand. And I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say I no. shoulder all the I'm not gonna say I shoulder all the blame. I will pass fifty cents of this buck up to my dad because <laughs> he related to me the story that she he he just he one day told me, Hey, your mom likes that car when a carnival commercial came on the TV and and like then told me that she saw it on Facebook, right? 
and <laughs> I was like, so, oh, cool. Like, I'll sneak that in there. Like, she doesn't know that I know that she likes it. So I'll surprise her. And Nick, you posted the pictures for that episode on Facebook. And she goes, a minivan? And I was like, what? What? I thought you liked it. I, I was blindsided because I thought she liked it. So we have to issue an official retraction for that. Uh, my <laughs> mom does not want a minivan. She does, however, want an e-tron GT. I will wow, post shift. Whoa. Yeah. I so, will post an e-tron GT then on Facebook in that album. <laughs> it, it is, quote, one of, in her mind, I don't necessarily disagree. I like the looks of it a lot, but in her, her words, one of the most beautiful cars she has ever seen. The e-tron? Yep. The GT specifically, not the SUV. But yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. I forget they. That's the the Taycan cousin. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Car naming is so dumb. So <laughs> it was. Uh, so yes, an official retraction and apology corner. Wow. Uh, <laughs> hey, we Can never you... claim to be pros. Can't believe you do that to your own mother. Oh. However, the context was when I spoke to her that she said that would be great to drive down to Florida for the wedding in. Oh, so okay. if I was her, I wouldn't even show up to the wedding now. <laughs> wouldn't be the only one. <laughs> oh, sorry, oh, man. I didn't mean for this did. to get serious. Come on. Did. Come on. Um, all right. As I had to get him off my head to get him off my back somehow. Guilt works. So, as long as we're good. Can we, can we talk about some other miscellaneous shit then before it, but, I, uh, speaking of my car, perhaps soon to be departed from me, not by my own choice. <laughs> Forcibly um, separated. Yeah. I don't know if I've talked about this in the podcast before. We've talked about the Santa Cruz before, mm-hmm. but have we talked about the fact that I think I actually want one bad enough to maybe think I might've bought the wrong car. I think you were in wait and see mode before. I don't know if you've actually made that statement on a microphone yet. Then it's progressed. granted i still have not seen one in person but as i've made the joke many times before on this very podcast buying a buying a pickup truck in your middle age is a sure sign of low t which i stand by however i feel like i don't know i think the santa cruz might be a really cool truck I, I like it. You know, I, I, it's it's if I had reason for more payload, then I would see the advantage over my Outback. But as we were discussing, I think like the towing rating is actually the same. The towing I thought was way higher, and the payload was lower. The towing is fifty five hundred. Okay, yeah. So maybe it's, maybe the payload on the Outback is somehow higher, even though you can't there's not an open back or i something do like think that, that is the case yes yeah but it was you know i'm you know i'm happy with the towing on the outback and i don't need the space of a truck but if i did if i was you know carrying around things that wouldn't fit inside a car often but i didn't want to go to like a you know an actual like body on frame ish truck sized item i i think it looks great i like i like the interior too which is the biggest thing for me actually yeah but here's, I, so here's here's my thing with it actually like as it as it progresses more I don't I think truck is a misnomer I think truck is is what you would call it to sell it in America or uh, well I'm sorry sport adventure vehicle how how could I how could mm-hmm. I miss that 
dumb shit. It's a ute. It's a it's a baby ute. And I and I 100%. really want it because it comes with the good N engine. Like it's not detuned or untuned or anything. It has full time all wheel drive. And even though I haven't seen one, I really think that this thing is fucking cool. The only thing I don't um I'm not really a fan of is like the the hidden headlight thing they're doing. Where the, oh, I love it. the lights are kind of hidden in the, the grill slats. Huge fan. That's okay. To each his own. I'm not a fan of it. I guess my question to you is, do you have need to pick up truck? No. Nope. 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 So then why? <laughs> That's um, the same reason I, I got rid of my Colorado. Is like, yeah, I'll, no. Well, and you towed. And I didn't tow often enough to even justify it. Like I towed yeah, no. six times, eight times a year. <laughs> there, was, there was no reason that I would require this. Um, I mean, especially cause now this entire house has been fully remodeled. There is a next to zero chance that we ever do significant work in this house again. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just think, I just think it's really cool. So, I mean, would potentially trade in Meg's Kona. Now she, instead she's, of your, instead of your Elantra. Actually, on that on that topic, it is officially for her um, potentially uh, Tucson um, acquisition month. Ah, really? She put down a uh, she put down a deposit on a uh, Tucson hybrid uh, several months ago. At this point, I don't even remember what month it was. It might have been May, uh, and allegedly it's coming in this month. So she may end up with a new car uh, shortly. Man, big new, month for her. New car. New, new car for the new baby. The baby. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. Where are we on uh, Baby Watch 2021? You're sitting here, so I'm assuming the baby has not arrived. Uh, correct. It's not It's not <laughs> happening at this moment. But uh, it, the the honest answer is, I mean, we're, we are almost at the point where it could be any time. Like, we're very, very close. So cool. So exciting. I'm very excited. Just a follow-up on our our uh, Santa Cruz discussion without any explanation. The Hyundai website says 3,500 to 5,500 pounds. Meaning. For and there's towing? only, there's only one engine and there's no packages to put on it. So there, how do you make it more or less? There uh, are, um, I'm sorry. The, the answer to your question is the H track. Hmm. Not every not every trim of this car has all wheel drive, and that is the difference in the tow rating. Oh, there you go. So if it was all wheel drive, like I would get, it would match my Outback for towing, and exactly pound for pound. But it has like eight hundred pounds more payload. So oh, gotcha. That's gotcha. yes. So so yes, that's that. I think we're, that's why I was talking about. I remember that conversation. I was like, it's so similar. And it's more in the way I don't need, or I would be very tempted. <laughs> right, and, <laughs> it is, and it's very small too. I, I think it's significantly smaller than the. Yeah, maybe not significantly, but it is smaller than. Because I was joking with you. Great, thanks. You show me this, and I, you know, just bought my Outback last year, and now I want this. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, ah, there's no need for it. You're fine, actually. <laughs> yeah. There, there literally is no need for this car. I would never. I would almost certainly never use it. Uh, I just think that it's fucking cool and i like cool i like cool shit and i think this is cool shit it's it's cool Agreed. 
the shape of it is cool. My only knock is the headlights. And my only question for you is, if you don't need to use it for truck stuff, meh. Oh, not no, it's not necessary. Not denying remotely. it's not a great vehicle that is ugly, you know, or that, you know, not saying any of that. It's just, if you don't need it. Oh, no, anyway. no, I, t- I, I thought there was going to be more to that. No, no, I, I, I completely agree with you. I'm not saying I would trade in my car unless it gets stolen and then I don't have a choice because <laughs> then I don't have a car. Let, to let trade that be in. the let that be the fallback. <laughs> so Andrew, Andrew looks at the security camera and sees that they're taking his Elantra and he's like, Meh, Santa Cruz time. <laughs> and he says, God bless you, sir. <laughs> well done. Well done. Thank you very much. I accept that this gift must pass from me to you. <laughs> that's awesome. No, I really, I, I, that's just kind of where I am with that. I, and, and I don't know why. It's almost like, uh, Nick, I'm sure you can probably relate to this at this point. It's like when you see, it's exactly the same as, as when you see like a new guitar and you have no need for it and you have no reason to get it, but you're like, I really want that. Like, yep. I, I want it like right now. Yep. Yep, exactly. Just because it's cool. Just because it's cool. I Same have, thing I get when I see new things with screens and buttons. I have yep. four. I play one of them. Yep. And yet I still... <laughs> oh! You I just still you need it. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still did you get his audio break up too, Andrew? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. Was I'm, I'm still going... Like I'm seeing things like pop up for like reverb. I'm like, ooh. Yeah, that ESP does look fancy. <laughs> Ooh, it's a dangerous website. Anyways, yeah, um, yeah that's so that's where that's ha- that has advanced. Um, I have some acquisition syndrome for the Santa Cruz. Mm. Uh, I, I, well, it, it may be one of those things where I'm hoping that when I lay eyes upon it, finally, I'll be like, oh, it looks really titchy. But I don't think I'm going to care about that because uh, whatever branding they slap on it, this is a ute and it's a cool one. Hey, guys, here's a blast from a past episode. The uh, Santa Cruz is... Uh, massaging andrew's want glands it is <laughs> gently milk those want glands <laughs> get my want milk <laughs> want milk <laughs> not anymore <laughs> never okay, again but, in fact <laughs> all right all right all right let's talk let's talk some racing all right let's stop being I, a bunch of idiots and i know you talk wanna, about racing like a bunch of idiots i know <laughs> i know you want to get to it but it's it would be a good point before we change topic just to mention how people can find us on social. So let's just get that out of the way right now. So, uh, you know, we'd like to remind you how to get a hold of us if you do feel so inclined. So we mentioned Facebook already. We mentioned Twitter. Facebook, you can find us by searching Check Engine Podcast. Andrew, where are you tweeting the tweets and the Tweeterverse? Uh, at Check Engine Pod. I, I, do, I do try to put real content on that when I have it including stolen stolen cars and whatnot so check that out yeah for sure and tristan they can find us on instagram where uh, also at check engine pod and i've been uh supplied a few listener provided images that i will be uh posting after the road america content so you'll see it fire back up this weekend for road america and then i've got some stuff in the you know in the, in the back pocket so hopefully we'll be a little bit more active out there we have backlog content for Insta for the first time ever. How about that? So uh, <laughs> be sure to like, follow, share, post, DM, reach out how and when you can. You can ask us questions that we can answer here on the show. You can let us know what you like about 
um, the show, what you dislike about it. You can give us ideas for topics to discuss, all that good stuff. So thanks in advance for that. Now, Andrew, finally, I'll let you run with it. Let's talk motorsports. Uh, all right. Uh, well, F1, right? We we have to talk about F1 because I, I mean, for the first time, second time, for the second time ever, I was present for and watched the entire length of an F1 race uh, with, with my wife, actually, who loved it because it was the most unbelievable race I've ever seen with my eyes that was not 2019 uh, Michelin, Michelin Cup. Yes. Where the leader lost the race in the last 10 fucking feet of the track because he hit the pit, the pit road button. <laughs> remember that I last remember lap? That. Yep. Oh yep. my God. I, I watched that like once a month. Anyways. Um, <laughs> yes, it was. <sighs> I mean, F1 this year has been, I'm, I keep, I went back to this the last time we talked about it. Netflix is just got dollar signs in their eyes right now for hundred percent. Oh, this is going to be, this has been the best season for content for that show. And the best season, I think, I've seen in Formula One probably since young Alonzo and Michael Schumacher were duking it out for uh, championships back in, was that 05, 06, sometime like that? Yeah, like, that was like, yeah, like when we graduated high school. Yeah, that it's been a really long, I would maybe, maybe Rosberg Hamilton in what was that, 2016, where Rosberg won the title and then just said deuces i'm out <laughs> that was pretty cool but it's been a, we'll say that at least four or five seasons since we've seen anything like this it, it both williams finished in the points um mm-hmm. we had esteban Ocon. but wait wait hold on, hold on is it is it is it should we review results first or start from turn one lap one where, where valtteri botas decided to go bowling <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> which is funny because Andrew, as I told you, I came in like almost exactly halfway through the race with like thirty-five laps left to go. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and I'm like talking to him about all this stuff, and I heard mention of some crash at the beginning of the race, but I had no idea what it was like. Yeah, and he's like, it's literally lap one, turn one, go to the beginning, you'll see it. So I, I watched, I watched the entire the entire race too, but I watched it in a weird Tarantino back half first half kind of thing sure but it was easy to find <laughs> yeah i mean i but what what are you gonna do like i i gotta say as i it's not as i get more into f1 because i'm only currently i'm currently interested in f1 at the same exact level that i have been since it became a sport this season and <laughs> but it god is it ever hard to want to continue to watch this sport when you see that a lap one turn one incident involving five drivers. I think think so both Red Bulls, a Mercedes, both McLarens, a Ferrari and an Aston seven. Yep. Okay. So seven total. And I think, I think five ended up going out Four, four, four went out. Yes. Um, anyways, it's really, really hard to see that. Not involving Lewis Hamilton, P.S. And then the reaction on <laughs> all of Twitter is Hamilton did this. 
Fuck you. Shut up. What are you? Don't be an idiot. Don't be. What are we doing? What are we doing? Please, Feltieri, would you kindly hit that McLaren so that it hits the Red Bulls, both of them? Could you please do that for your teammate? What are you talking about? Don't be so stupid. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, and the whole, I mean, that the Red Bull Mercedes drama had been going on since Silverstone. Red Bull yeah. apparently files a protest for a bigger penalty for Lewis and Mercedes claims that they're attacking Lewis's integrity and it was a personal attack and this and that. And it's like they're they're throwing body blows now between Christian Horner and Total Wolf from the other side of the pit wall. Yep. And then, <laughs> yeah, this like both Red Bulls, just wrong place at the wrong time. It was absolutely, was it a mistake from Valtteri? Hell yeah, it was a mistake. But was it intentional? No, he got a shitty start. He got overtaken by three or four guys. Yeah, pinched. Pinched. There was, they had never, ra- they hadn't raced in the wet at any point that in time. So there was no reference point for them to fall back on as far as track conditions, tire temps, anything. He outbraked himself and he caused a melee. In the meantime, Lance Stroll, a few cars back, said, hold my beer. <laughs> Anything <laughs> you can do, I can do better. And he ended up going through the grass. He added grass as an element to his before he took Did out he? Leclerc. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. He did. I forgot about that. He punched. Uh, I mean, so, so I... I actually have a little bit of a conspiracy theory about this, about the Red Bull sniping at Mercedes so aggressively. Uh, and it didn't, it didn't reveal itself until after this last race when it, when, well, the rumor that I heard is that um, Max may need another engine, which would put him over four for the season. Nick, if you can remind me what the rule is, three or four for the season, something like that. I don't know what the allocation is for the season. I forget the number, but well, if you, go, and if also, you go over it, there's a grid penalty for going over that engine allocation. But there's also a fine. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, power unit. I guess it may not be the motor itself. It could be the hybrid system. It could mm-hmm. be X, Y, Z. It could be, it could be anything. The power unit. Um, so anyways, my, my conspiracy theory is this. Red Bull is so pissed because they did not save enough money for spare parts. So they're now drastically over budget trying to play with money. They don't have to replace a power unit for their championship leading driver because what they had to do in order to field a car that was beating Mercedes handedly for three to four weeks uh-huh. is hyper engineer one car. And they didn't save any money for anything else because that's what it takes to beat Lewis Hamilton in a car as good as Mercedes has. I will say, I think given the opportunity that Red Bull and, um, and Verstappen has this year, which is the best chance that anyone's had to take out Lewis in five since Rosberg was in, um, Mr. Mattishitz who runs, Red Bull will find the money. That's not an issue. I, I would think so, but I'm just saying, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I thought F1 also had like rules on adding is, in money or is the cost cap this year or next year? 
I don't even know. I think it's next I don't year. Even know. I, I, I don't think. I think next year is the cost cap. I don't believe it's this year. But again, we're not pros. I could be wrong. Yeah, we. You know, I'll try to look it up here. But yeah, I mean, I I think that might be what we're seeing here. That that Red Bull has put everything into this as well. They should, right? They have a really really good driver. I still love Facts for stopping. He's just had like the worst luck in well two races of back to back just shit luck completely. Uh, oh, but here, here I, you I go, think, Andrew. I looked I it think up. This is what it takes. What was that? Formula One teams will operate under a new $145 million budget cap in 2021. Oh, so you could be onto something there. Especially they said the, the accident in a Silverstone yep. accident was like a $2 million price tag yep. on Verstappen's car, which is just for them. That's nothing. But for me, that's just like unfathomable. Yeah, right here. Oh, right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Validate me. Oh, validate my conspiracies. Uh, <laughs> right here at gpfans.com, the super reliable website. Botas Blunder costs Red Bull another power unit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, two jamming races counting costs due to power unit damage. We've lost another engine. <laughs> they both face. So, so uh, Verstappen and Perez. So, oh, sorry. My mistake. They already had lost Verstappen's power unit. They also lost Sergio Perez's power unit. Oh, really? Yes. Well, shit. Ooh. Crazy. Okay, Crazy. yes. So that now now I'm doubling down on my conspiracy theory. That is absolutely what happened. They put they put all their <laughs> money into making really really good cars and they uh, they are running so hard up against that cost cap they're worried they might lose it all hmm. like what happens if they go over what 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 happens i'm sure there'll be some sort of penalty should be fine. financial or otherwise i don't know my guess is there's going to be financial but if they were running at probably close to double this budget anyway so it's almost like the luxury tax in the nba like if you go over the cap you got to pay an extra fine but if like teams are willing yeah. to spend it to go win like I would imagine, like I said, I would imagine uh, Red Bull Racing and Christian Horner have a blank check until late November of 2021, just to try to bring this championship home before the new regulations and the new cars come into play. So I'm on, I'm on F1 here. So what I want to figure what it is, what I want to talk about real quick about this race before we get into the, f- the finishing order. We didn't even talk about the fact that they left Hamilton out on intermediates after the track dried. Which oh, was well, s- okay. Which was hysterical. Yes. <laughs> the next, the next moment that was, I had one some art weirdest, I- eeriest things I've ever seen just to see one car sitting under the lights waiting to go. It was so awesome here from Autosport. The their headline was, was Hamilton's hungry solo start a good or bad look for F1. That was one of the coolest optics I've ever seen yes. in my life. Mm-hmm. And it I looked will, amazing. And I will say this: total team blunder, obviously leaving him out there. But they recovered pretty nicely as a team. One, it shows why Lewis Hamilton gets all the praise that he does because mm-hmm. he still came back to finish on the podium. Like he still. If if he hadn't been held up behind Alonso, who did a fantastic job Ooh. of driving defensively, that dude <laughs> in his that old was age, I, forty years young, that guy is a bulldog, man. Oh my that's god, what I, that's what I opened up 
by telling Andrew, I was like, this is a masterclass in defensive driving right now. Yeah, and he did it. It was total. Ridiculous. Team, it was total team oriented too. he knew if yeah. he held up Hamilton, yep. Hamilton wouldn't catch Ocon. Yep, exactly. If yep, Hamilton 100%. got Alonzo right away, Hamilton probably would have won that race still. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, also cre- but also credit the team because Hungary is so tough to pass on. He said a couple of times on the radio, I can't get around these guys. I can't get around these guys. I can't get mm-hmm. close. And he told the team, okay, we, we have to dig deep here. And they, that first pit stop, they brought Hamilton in for. It might have been his only one. Now that I think about um, it. But he was technically uh, two stop after the tires. Am I, am, I, am I wrong? I'm trying to figure it out. But that first one they brought him in for, he gained three spots. Yes, for being un- yep. by undercutting by like one or two laps, he got that Ricardo, was after he got Verstappen. His... He got, I think, one of the Alpha Tauris, and then he was also that put him perfectly into a gap where he had clear track to make up time. He wasn't yes, out. That was in after traffic. the second stop when they put on the fresh mediums. Yes, he. That was a brilliant, brilliant timing call from his from his team there, and obviously give Lewis all the credit in the world for driving his ass off, but. Um, it's, crazy it's for him it's kind of in you hate to say it but it's kind of in the for lewis it's in it's in the the um tom brady you don't really even appreciate the actual skill area like yeah he the, the most amazing part of his drive from 14th to third is that he only got to third <laughs> yeah well second you know after I mean? the disqualification well okay i mean yeah we have to talk about that too uh, also but first um here from the f1 actual website uh if a breach is identified three forms of penalty are possible this would be for going over the cap oh okay uh, the first is a financial penalty the value of the fine will be determined on a case-by-case basis the second is a minor sporting penalty which could be a reprimand deduction of constructors and or drivers points and a ban for a certain number of races oh, oh, oh. limitations on testing and or a reduction uh, of their cost cap. The third is the material sporting penalty, which is most serious as it can involve all of the above plus exclusion from the world championship. So how's this for a scenario? Christian Horner spends wildly says, fuck the cost cap. Me and Max are going to go win this deal. They win the championship and their fought and their penalty for going over the cost cap is reduction of driver and constructor points, and then they don't win the championship. So, well, well, also, by the way, anything above, uh, anything less than 5% is a minor overspend. Anything over that is considered major. Okay, so 145 million times 5%. So it's another 7, 8 million bucks. How much do you think a power unit costs? Maybe about seven, eight million bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Just enough. I yeah, enough. Does this, does this sound insane to you, Tristan? Well, it's it sounds like it's such a to me it's such a widely varying like penalty. It, yeah, it, it, of it seems it seems like how exactly they want to screw you today. Like if you well, went, if it's course. like if you went over the cost cap and then like they know that that was your last dime and they hit you with the financial penalty and you can't race next year. Like, Mm. okay, cool. Or like they, you know, you like Nick said, the scenario where you spend all that money to win and then 
they go and like disqualify you from the world championship in total. Like, like even if you win by a bunch where like a points reduction won't get you, they can yeah. just say, nope, <laughs> you actually just get disqualified. Here you go. Right. So, so, so by, by the way, the approximate cost of uh, the full shebang, you know, power unit uh, is about 10 and a half million. Ooh, that's a, that's a lot. So tell if me if you, <laughs> what if they're salvageable pieces on that? Uh, yeah. Right. So, that, but I mean, so tell me if you're, if you're the team principal, of Red Bull with a driver and a car, what who are unquestionably not just good enough to be winning the championship, but be dominating it, and you get to run a shit luck where you wreck three cars in two weeks. How are you going to be if you know you're uptight against? How are you going to act towards towards the team that wrecked your car? Okay, so I'm going to say I know. It, it seems like kind of a weird statement, but let's remember that there's still over half the season to go. Yeah, of course. So th- technically, this is the halfway point. There's summer break, but there's still more races on the back end than we've than they've run already. And they've just had two just fluky bad. It, it's not the it's not the performance. It's not that there's anything wrong with the car as you have it right now. You just got, you were wrong place, wrong time at Hungary. We talked about what happened in Silverstone Mm -hmm. racing incident, I guess. Like I would go to spa, put my best effort forward for Stappen's good there. I would, I forget what's after spa, what the next race is. I would give it a couple races. Dutch. Oh, home grand prix for max. Ooh, baby. That place is going to be all orange. It's going to, Tristan, it's going to be like, heaven for you um <laughs> say, the, the, the dutch national teams of anything are always happy yeah always yeah. very glad about that so um yeah we go we go belgian dutch monza russian gp for our okay next so i would i would probably just see where we're at after monza has max won a couple is the is the points lead back square cool if lewis has a run and he's he's up by 20 some points. Okay, yeah, I'm opening up the checkbook. I'm going to risk it. Let's go. Like That's interesting. I like that idea. But you, the the what's happening right now has not been a performance related issue. It's just been fluky like how do you manage that type stuff? So, it's no fault of anybody within Red Bull's hallways. It's just it, I I would wait and see. Just give it a couple more events couple more races that's my take yeah um well speaking of spa actually (laughs) well hold on one thing before we move to spa um i've i did not like seb vettel when he was at red bull (sighs) i have grown to like this guy a lot yeah we gotta talk about this actually um i was super happy when he got another podium he needs it yeah I was super bummed when they got it taken away, obviously. Um, for more reasons than one, not just like he seems to have matured as a person and he seems like a cool guy. Um, I think he needs it like he for as much as he accomplished in his career, he needs these good runs. Like if he could like his swan song as an F1 driver is to kind of pull Aston Martin up towards the grid and like yeah. build that team up. That'd be a really cool way to go out. 
Um, so it, I just, man, and also all the off the track stuff. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this at, at Hungary. Um, so a few of the drivers and Vettel was the most vocal, um, were speaking out against the human rights issues in Hungary. I guess the government there voted against rights for gay marriage and stuff. Yeah. Earlier this summer. About that. Yeah. So his Vettel came with a rainbow helmet. He was wearing a rainbow mask during the national anthem. He had a rainbow pride t-shirt on all of which F1 officials were telling him to take off. And he basically came out and said, find me all you want. I don't care. I'm standing up for what's right. So yep. good on Seb Vettel for that. Uh, I always liked him. Yeah. He, you know, he names his cars every year. Uh, yes. Yep. Do you know what he named the car this year? It actually says it on the top of his dash. So if you uh, see no, that, I, I don't know that actually. So joins Aston Martin, obviously heavily associated with the 007 franchise. So this year's car is honey rider. Nice. Um, but just about Aston Martin, Lawrence Stroll owns the team. His son, Lance drives sometimes. Um, <laughs> I will say this. Lance Stroll is a better race car driver than 99% of the people on this planet. Yes. Regardless of how many doors his dad opened with the, with the checkbook, he still won in everything going up to Formula One. Right. Comma, uh, however. Comma, however. <laughs> if Lance, or I mean, sorry, if Lawrence, team owner, who is, by the way, pouring in millions upon millions, they're building themselves a new wind tunnel. They're poaching engineering and top level officials from Red Bull and from Mercedes and McLaren. Like they're, they're coming in like a force of nature. If he is serious about making them a top level team, he may have to make a tough decision and maybe consider not running his son in one of the cars. <laughs> because think about it, right? Like Valtteri is on the edge of losing his Mercedes seat and Hungary did not help his case. So <laughs> if, Mercedes promotes George Russell up, which is the rumor to run alongside Lewis next year. Valtteri's out of a ride. Aston Martin runs Mercedes engines, mm-hmm. so he's familiar with the power unit. I would think that's a pretty decent lineup, especially with a new car that you've got to build and work with engineers to build a setup around to have Sebastian Vettel and Valtteri Botas in your two seats. That would that sounds good to me. Like. I don't think I haven't read or heard anybody throw that scenario out. A lot of people are like, well, Valtteri will, it'll just be a swap. Valtteri will go to Williams and Russell will come up. But it's like, hey, what about, but like, do we really, like, does Lance Stroll really need to be here? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I'm trying to remember, um, Hamilton and Vettel were never, were never on the same team, were they? No. No, 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 because, mm-hmm. yeah, Vettel was not. Yeah, 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 never mind. I, for some reason, I, I thought they were, he was at um, McLaren at the same time, but no. No, that was Alonzo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah for yeah. one year. Right. Um, now, anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I, actually, I, I just, it, it might, it probably makes me a bad race fan, but I do not care about his car, not ha- about, um, Vettel's car not having enough fuel left in it at the end of the race. I I don't either, but apparently it's a rule. <laughs> now, 
because they have to have enough to take a sample to make sure you're not running trick fuel and if you you don't need a full liter of that to get a surely you don't need a full liter of fuel to get an accurate sample you don't but f1 requires it from everybody just to keep it fair hey this is what we want i know know. so Mm, it's just no you don't it's so annoying you know what they could also do ticky tacky shit that that I don't like about F1. You know what they you know what they could do, which is what they do when I race carts. They do check our fuel on a weekly basis. They have a little probe and they stick it in the fuel tank. Yep. <laughs> they don't do you have draw, fuel in there to get that? <laughs> they, they they don't draw anything out. I have less than a liter usually. The gas tank's pretty small. That's true. It, it gives them and it gives them a reading. So it really, it really does ruin shit for like it ruins the storyline. I can't. I can't imagine that even they are super happy about it. Now, is it? I, I was trying to suss out in my mind the reason why you would have to have at least one liter of fuel in your fuel tank after a race. Is it a to test, like you said, which I thought was probably the least likely? Is it b to prevent people running extra rich? mixtures or force feeding fuel you know richer mixtures into the engine to increase compression is it to make sure everyone's racing with the same weight so people aren't underfilling you know what i mean like or is it just all of these things and it just makes for a really shitty race outcome when someone gets screwed out of a podium for something dumb like this that no one cares about i think it's everything you just said at the end there it's all of the above you can find reasoning from you know, FIA execs and it, it does it. If my guess is it didn't create a performance advantage for Seb. Like it didn't take away from the fact that he was putting pressure on Ocon the entire time. He was probably faster. He said that on the radio, I was faster. Yeah. Just couldn't find a way around. Like he drove his ass off. He drove a really good race and he's become a, big time fan favorite and because that because of something like this which again didn't even give him a performance advantage over anybody else you take away his podium like that that's bullshit maybe take away the constructors points but don't take away the driver points like he's like like he still earned it like you don't need to be a middle way somewhere You'd think it's just, it does really, it does really suck. It makes it so much less enjoyable for, for what was, I mean, we didn't even cover all the incidents in the race. And we've been talking about this for 40 minutes, almost for almost a half hour. We didn't talk about everything that actually happened in that race. It was, I, I, I tweeted out at one point after the, after the pit road crash, I was like, this is a bloodbath. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and I mean, there's just so much stuff that happened and for it to be, Ocon that won for it to be a 14th to podium finish for Hamilton for it to be Vettel on the podium again. It really couldn't have gone better. And then for the next day to be like, uh, actually not nah, uh, fuck Sebastian Vettel. He used too much gas by 0.7 liters. Uh, throw that out. And it's just like, no, that's, I don't want, I don't want to have to deal with that. You, you lose me at that. I don't care anymore. It's yep. like the fail Mary. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, Vettel won. The Packers won. You can record it any way you want. That's not what happened. Exactly. That's like with the uh, the NCAA too. Like we're going to delete this from the record 
Oh, for your, for your your NCAA championship doesn't count anymore. It's like poor well, Reggie they, Bush. Well, they played the, they played the game and they won. So yeah, yeah it does count. Give Reggie Bush back his dignity, man. Yeah, he, for he sure. Didn't do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny that you mentioned the you know the fail Mary or the inaccurate reception. Yeah. Um, that because I looked it up the other day for some reason because someone was talking about like for whatever reason they, we, we you, the person I were talking about couldn't remember which stadium it happened in that was seattle Seattle. so i i I had to look it up and i went jesus that happened in 2012 dude it seems like like two seasons ago (laughs) no 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 so no no my friend but hey one other bow to just to put on the f1 thing congrats to esteban Ocon, by the way oh absolutely first time winner that's pretty cool you don't see yeah, that very often in Formula One. You can't, man. It, it was such a crazy race. Every every smallest aspect of that race, you could literally pick apart and find something that you'd a hadn't seen in decades, or b had never happened before. And uh, it, it, <laughs> we got to move on because no one wants to hear this. Is it, we're not even an F one podcast. Yeah, we're not. Um, we can move on to as you alluded to now, fifteen minutes ago, Andrew. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Spa. Um, 24 hours of spa happened last weekend. Um, and I sent these guys two clips, one from the first hour, one from the last hour. Um, the, we're not going to go through the entire thing. There's just a few things we want to, I want to touch on here. Number one, there was, you know, spa is known for the corner complex up the hill. Eau Rouge and Radion, mm-hmm. um, super fast. You know, lots of testicular fortitude required to go through there quickly. Uh, Full speed up a hill, blind. Is it, a, is it a left, right, left, left, right, left? So the but first light, the slight, tricky, le- tricky slight, slight left is downhill. You're at the bottom, yes. and you're bottoming out for the right, and then as you crest the hill, it goes back left. So you're going, yeah, that, yeah, yep. You're blind, cresting a hill with a slight left. So the car is getting really light as you try to turn. Also, you haven't lifted, so you're probably at 170 miles an hour in a GT car. 160, mm-hmm. we'll say, to be safe. Like, crazy corner, um, and it uh, it bit people this past weekend. Huh. Um, first, huh. And the crazy thing, I'm watching this race, right? And it goes full course yellow, and then it goes safety car. And they said, you know, crash in, crash at the top of Eau Rouge and Radion. And then it was like a safety car for an hour. Like they were behind the safety. Those car are always good <laughs> for the longest time. And all they, they kept saying them? was, and all the all they kept saying was, you know, we need to wait for the barriers to be repaired. And they weren't showing footage of what actually happened. Like for whatever reason, none of the official broadcast cameras caught this. Crazy. So. Someone who was sitting up there had a great cell phone video of it, and it was insane. There was a also, lamp. There's no way that's a cell phone video. I hate to nitpick, but well, whatever. That is not a cell phone. That is a full camera. But whatever. It was a fan shot video. Whatever device they were using to shoot it. Yeah. Um. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll throw it up on Facebook so people know what we're talking about. But this was a. Gary incident. The reason I'm showing it is because everybody involved is going to be okay. Um, but it was the first Lamborghini came up the hill and hit, hit the tire barrier. 
and careened out in front of traffic and was almost at a dead stop when his teammate just barreled into him at about 160 miles an hour. And then a Ferrari and a Porsche after that. This fan zooms in on the first Lamborghini's engine block that had been completely ripped out of the car and was now sitting on top of the tire barriers on fire. Like it looked like an absolute war zone. What's um, so bizarre about this this footage? I mean, everyone really should watch it because again, everyone lived, so it's not like gore or anything. But you see, okay, uh, you know when you see like a like a mid era Michael Bay movie, mm-hmm. and he does like the camera shake, and then like uh, like a Transformers movie, and a bunch of parts fly across the screen, and you're like, oh, that looks fake. No, that looks nope. like this. Nope, that's this. <laughs> that's <laughs> that is exactly this. what this is. Um, it was crazy. Um, the driver of the first Lamborghini, rightfully so, uh, was not rightfully so like he deserved it, but you, it's not surprising that he was pretty beat up. It was a collarbone break, um, like a lung puncture and a rib. Um, not Like, if it's a spine, it's serious, but not like he's not going to walk again. It was like a stress fracture or something in his spine. Like, all of them are... Ex- he was the worst off. Everybody else has been checked and released either at the track or at the hospital the next day. They're all going to drive again at some point. Jack Aitken is going to take him a little longer, obviously, but they're all expected to make full recovery. So yes, it's not gore macabre. You're not watching anybody lose their life, but um, we'll post the accident. Glad everybody's okay. It just, but now they're calling for changes to be made to the racetrack because this place has had incidents like this before um who's they other drivers are saying okay look it's about time interesting like you know the 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 zeal has wore off (laughs) you know we've driven it it's cool it's super dangerous look what can happen um i i hope they don't (laughs) personally (laughs) like i get where they're coming from and you got safety's got to be paramount but um there's also a ton of man i don't know i i i guess i don't have a strong opinion one way or the other yet so i'll just shut up but that is something to note that people are saying hey look we may have to change the configuration over here i don't know that seems that seems like a weird solution to the problem for me because i mean i there's unfortunately there's no reverse footage so you you the the first car comes on screen after the first hit, essentially. Right. You don't know if he got hit by another car or if it was because of the track itself. Well, the thing if he got light, if he ran too far left and hit the barrier and just caught it, you know what I mean? Like, and, and it flipped him into the wall. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no there's no way to really tell what actually caused the accident. And the fact that you're coming up a blind hill into a blind through a blind corner is what caused the rest of the crashes, but also given speed that could have happened kind of anywhere. It's almost, it reminds me of what happened. I mean, way, way back was a 16, 17, that appalling Mazda crash on the back straight at road America where the, where the, the year they had the diesel Mazdas and it just destructed because he, oh, he, he nicked in, in the, the wall on the, on the back straight yeah. through the kink. Yep. Yep. Or, and like you said, Andrew, like, was it because they couldn't see there is that one where the, I think it was a, it was an R10, um, came over the hill, the Audi R10 prototype car came over the hill and just 
blew up a 911 because it at, couldn't not at road america i, I think spa? i think this was at spa um there's because there, there was a there was like a, a hill not that same corner but there was like a, a like a dip and then it went like down and yeah. then, like in the dip there was a 911 and it's so low and the vision is so limited on those prototypes he couldn't see it over the nose of the car and just mm-hmm. blew it up because you know he had a yellow out and like so brakes came on but he couldn't see anything and just went right into it yeah so we have to race in parking lots now so everything's all flat i i mean i i i would hate to make a slippery slippery slope argument about something as ultimately unimportant as this but that kind of is the question simply because it's like the track feature Mm-hmm. It's a thing that people know about. It would be exactly like people saying, oh, I got to get rid of the kink at road America. That's hard. That's, that's dangerous. Yeah. It's actually really fucking dangerous. And that's why you see. That's why we leave this, it to professionals. Right. Well, and well, more, more to the point. That's why you see the stones drivers pass at the kink and the people who don't know how to ma- that don't have it mastered drop back. That's why you see action there like like hot heavy action but only when the people are actually really really good like that is that is a man from boys corner Mm -hmm. and uh it's part of racing like it's not it's not an indictment of anyone driving on a racetrack to be like oh he doesn't drive he doesn't keep his foot all the way flat up uroge oh rouge he doesn't uh take the kink at full speed it's not an indictment it's just that some people do it and some people don't. Right. Yeah, I I get what you're saying. Um, I I hope they don't change it. I really do. At least not till I get a chance to drive it. Selfishly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll, p- we'll leave it at that. But speaking of stones, the last hour of this race, um, the teammate to the Ferrari in the crash. At the time, the car was driven by Alexander Pierguidi. Pierguidi? I'm going to say Pierguidi. I think that's how they were pronouncing it. Um, so in the last, I want to say, 30 minutes of this race, absolute downpour happens. So in the turmoil, in the chaos of people trying to get to the pits, people who are caught out on the other side of the track, there's a lot of cars off, all this kind of stuff. So they put out... Not a safety car, but a full course yellow. And basically what that means is everyone where you're at just hit the pit limiter. So everyone's going around at pit speed, but it doesn't bunch the field up. Gotcha. Um, For like a NASCAR style or I guess an American style restart. So, you know, essentially you could pit and maintain your gap and all that kind of thing. If You know, and provided you don't fuck up on your pit stop. So the Audi that was in the lead, which by the way, Tristan was the fastest car in practice, but fucked up in qualifying started in 54th (laughs) out of, out of 58 cars. And by like hour eight was in the top five. It was incredible. That car was a rocket ship. Oh, they Uh, finally made a fast one. Good. But (laughs) only to lose in the last 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oof, well, oof, not oof, lose. Oof. That's a bit harsh. Finish second. Finish second. Um, if you're not first, you're last. Yeah, right. So that car was up when the green flag finally came out by, I think it was around nine or ten seconds with about 
30-ish minutes to go. And this Ferrari, Alexander Pirgidi, is just eating up the gap, eating up the gap, and coming, and coming, and the clock's winding down, and it's like, oh, snap. I've been up for most of the night watching this thing. I was really tired until now, because now I'm like, whoa, <laughs> glued to it. Is this is is he actually going to do this? Is he actually going to run this guy down? And he got within a f- couple of seconds, and it kind of stalled out, and the announcers are like, hey, especially with that spray, but now your visibility is pretty much nil when you get that close to someone. Like catching him is one thing, passing him is another. And this guy, and we'll post this video too. And I think the corner name is Blanchemont, I want to say. But it's it's the kink mirrored. It's a blind left-hander instead of a blind right-hander. Taken at, if you're good, if you got the stones, basically flat. But and you it's do- not raining. And it's not raining. In the rain, on the outside, this dude makes a pass for the win with about nine minutes left in a 24-hour race. Like, this was Ayrton Senna-esque, living infamy, hero pass. Was just it, it, <laughs> absolutely incredible. Like, butt-clenching, like, Ugh! And the way they, I think in that clip, it's the exact same as the TV broadcast. So the way they had it set up was like before corner entry, the cars whiz past the camera and the camera panned and you're looking at the rear of the cars and he pulls out and they go around the corner and it's blind. So for that split second until they switch camera feeds, my thought was both done. Like there's no way they both made it through there and sure as shit they did. Holy crap, it was the best pass I have seen in years, considering the situation with the rain, race end, um, just the the track conditions and fatigue, the whole thing. Just a masterful pass. It was so cool. So to me, to me, Nick, that 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 gave me a lot of like you said, like Ayrton Senna hero pass. Like obviously my heroes are different Audi drivers cause, cause, yeah and, and 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 that gives me strong benoit trulier passing the corvette and the peugeot on the outside right down to the camera work like they're following them in tail to tail they're gonna just just pass where the camera can traverse so there's a split second well they cut to the next camera and immediately after that next camera cut he swings out around into the runoff and passes both of them on the oh, outside right that was the end of the lap at lamar right yeah, like just after the portion 2011 just after porsche curves yes yep. coming yep. down to the pit entrance yep and like just like at speed does not slow down and just like either this is going to end in disaster or i'm going to win this race and it's just the same vibes for me. <laughs> like, you know, just they, he was the last car. He was the last Audi that year. And he's like, I got to win or I got to wreck myself. Cause <laughs> like, here it comes. And just the same thing. Like there's that split second where you're like, Oh, they're all dead. That's a Corvette and a Peugeot and an Audi all tangled up in a wall. What's what is happening. And then it cuts to it and whoop, it just goes right around them. <laughs> this is, this is like, why I am such a fan of this sport is like, and it's the, you can say the same thing like for watching basketball. None of us can do what Giannis does or LeBron James. None of us can do what Tom Brady can do. 
I race carts in an in a series regional series. I race on simulators. I consider myself to be a pretty decent driver. There is no way in a million years I could pull that shit off. Like, that, <laughs> yeah. and I enjoy watching someone who is that good do something that incredible. Like, I think that's the bottom line. It was so cool. So cool. So congrats to Alexander Pirguidi and the uh, Ferrari team on a masterful pass and a 24-hour win. Like, that's a big deal. You win a 24-hour endurance race. Those are those are big races, and those are tough just to especially, even especially keep driving the, that long. So, like, again, in context, those were GT3 cars. In the U.S., like in IMSA at the 24 Hours of Daytona, if they get a big class, there's maybe 21, 22 of them. There's 58 cars. Which is awesome. <laughs> that's huge. That's awesome. So to beat 57 others, <laughs> that's a big deal. Well, 55 after that crash. Oh, well, yeah. 50. Yeah. <laughs> 54. No. Yeah. But um, <laughs> crazy. Speaking of more motorsports, um, big one for us coming up in just a couple of days. We should probably wrap up by talking about uh, Road America, hey? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, let's do it. IMSA weekend, Road America. We've got, obviously, the big series, the WeatherTech Championship. Um, all five classes will be there because, let's face it, Road America has the room. So DPI, P2, Prototype Challenge, GT Le Mans, and GT Daytona will all be there. Also, Michelin Pilot Challenge. Also, Lamborghini Super Trofeo, I believe. Or is it Porsche Carrera Cup? It's one of the one-make series. I believe it's Super Trofeo. Yes. Let me look. Let me look. Verify here. I've got the schedule. Um, Oh, shit. Both. Super Trofeo <laughs> and Porsche Carrera Cup. Why not? Why choose? Why not? Let's get them both. We're at a yeah, buffet why? of motorsports. Now, why did I not catch that? Obviously, it would be both. It's usually both. And then also an added caveat this year is uh, the Mazda MX-5, which usually, usually produces amazing finishes. A lot of people like it. It's... I. Uh... Well, because they're so small and the straightaways are so long, they treat it like Talladega. Like they're all drafting with each other. Yeah. Up the front stretch and down to turn five and after the kink to Canada corner. And usually they're four wide at the finish with somebody in the grass. And it's like point oh 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 four margin of victory. It's inc- they're, the shows are great. <laughs> that actually is a good one to watch at the finish line. Yes. That's one of the few that maybe you want to watch from that front stretch, like by the campsite. Yes, yeah, yeah. Any anywhere on the front stretch there. Yeah, that's one I'll actually run over to fi- watch from there versus like, you know, cuz just kind of just kind of down the way from the turn 1 grandstands where you've got a screen. Yes. But then you watch them coming to turn 1, like yes. I, I won't bother to go back to the finish line for a lot of stuff, but I will for those. <laughs> that's yes. that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, it's Oh uh, man, <laughs> it it uh it just it does feel good to get thinking about being back at the old grounds. I haven't been there in a year. It's been too long. I I haven't checked the weather. Hopefully the weather's going to be great. I think it's going to be a little Friday toasty. Friday is not going to be great. No. No. Friday is going to be Oh, Check Engine Podcast must be at a an IMSA race. It's fucking 90 and 100% humidity. Really? And rain. Or rain. Oh, uh, let's well. see. Yeah, Friday, eighty-two precipitation chance, fifty percent. 
Eh, and, it's, and, it's, yeah, it's like, and it's like all day. Yeah, it's pretty much. And, yeah, there's there's no like, oh, it's over in the morning. And Sunday is going to be the hottest day, and Friday and Saturday, Friday so and Saturday rain. are going to be Friday and Saturday are going to be pretty nice, but rainy on Friday. So, so the one day I'm not going to be there is going to be the nicest day, Saturday. Yes, Andrew, oh, you're you not are there coming up on Saturday. <laughs> I, I will be there Saturday. Yeah, I mean, just schedules. This is what it looks like now for this year. We're like missing each other on various days. Yeah, I'll be for there for once. For once, I'm the one going to all three days. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. I'm, I'm going to be there Friday and Sunday. Um, so the two days that it's going to rain, it looks like. And it does say scattered, so maybe it misses us. Maybe it's not like a front that keeps going all day. Right. It rains and then it moves on. We're done. So hopefully that'll be the case. Um, did you <laughs> did you see the roster? Did you see the announcements for the uh, driver fan forum on Friday, Tristan? No, I did not. So... I can't remember if they have five or six drivers going. Three of them have been guests on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we not running this? Right? So Aaron Tielitz, Ryan Eversley, and Catherine Legg will, are three of the drivers going to the fan forum. And three That's separate dope. interviews, too. Yeah. yeah. And, and then um, I know Andy Lally is another one. I believe Jordan Taylor, which is going to be great. And then I think there's one more, but I can't remember. And I feel bad for that one person. I'm forgetting now if I, if there is. But at least three of five were guests on this show. So, <laughs> and um, hopefully we'll get a chance to catch up with those folks in person. Bozy Tetarevich, our past guest, is also going to be up there working with Aaron Tielitz on his car as a mechanic. So look forward to wandering around and seeing them and actually saying, hey, shaking a hand, maybe grabbing a beer or something and not just doing our communication digitally. Yeah, absolutely. So um, going to be great. I, I love, 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 love that place, as we say all the time on this show. So um, not going to be as crowded as NASCAR, too. Little, little space uh, to, space to spread out. A little space to spread out. Yeah, it's not going to be as crowded as NASCAR. I mean, well, that'd be, you know, Saturday is my favorite day any day. So, uh, Pilot I, Challenge I, race, man. I just I just love it so much. And they've been, they've had a good year. We get to see Marillo racing again. You guys can do the grid walk on Saturday and say hi to Jeff Mosing, as is Heck tradition. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be out our communicator, Andrew. I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah, you do. guys got to take it upon we'll yourself. It out. <laughs> we'll figure something out. Um, man. It's going to be a good weekend. I'm so looking forward to it. Yeah, man. I I it I I really get excited just thinking about it, which is, you know, kind of unusual for me, but it just it feels like it's been too long and it feels like I've been missing this, you know? Right, exactly. And I haven't heard but normally it was Scott Atherton. Now it's going to be John Doonan. Normally, IMSA president does the uh, state of the sport address mm -hmm. at Road America where they announce 22 schedules and future happenings and all that kind of stuff. So um, would like to be a part of that, too, if they have if they make it open to the public again, like they used to. I think that'd be great. Um, Paddock Walk is back. Or the grid walk is back. The um, open paddock. You know, go wander by the trailers. All the stuff that makes IMSA at Road America great is uh, is all going to be there this weekend. It's all going to be available. So um, 
We, as Tristan said, look on Instagram, look on Facebook, find us on there for, for content, for posts. Andrew, you didn't go about getting a photo pass this time, did you? Uh, no, no, because no? I'm only going to be up there one day. Got it. So, um, yeah, man, I, anything you guys are looking, Andrew Michelin pilot, Tristan, you said the Mazda race, um, hopefully Tealitz and well, shoot, we can't spread it out evenly because Catherine leg and Tealitz are in the same class. I was gonna say, hopefully all of our guests win, but that's actually impossible. Uh, they can all be winners though they can all do well because eversley eversley can win tcr (laughs) marillo they haven't been guests but they're awesome to us all the time hopefully we'll get them on soon they can win the gs class on the same day same race and then that leaves tealitz and leg who are both in the gtd category so one two finish we don't care the order yeah exactly (laughs) you guys figure it out you guys figure it out race amongst race amongst yourselves and figure that out for us. But as long as you're one, two, that's all we care about. So, um, can't wait to get up there early Friday morning. I'll be up at like, I'll be up there as the gates open 8am Tristan, you're camping out the night before. Yep. I'll fall out of bed into my car and (laughs) then roll over to the gate. It'll be great. I I just had like a, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like a Pee Wee Herman esque montage in my in my head of you being in what looks like a car tent, you know what I mean? Like it's on top of your car, yeah, the rooftop outside you. But instead, uh, when the alarm goes off, you roll through the sunroof hole and somehow <laughs> land feet down in a new pair of pants, and then just drive <laughs> out. And then you see that the car tent was actually just like on stilts. I don't know. Is this a good idea? Do you like this? I mean, I don't know if it's a good <laughs> idea, but I like it anyway. <laughs> we can make some content out of something like that, I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so fall, he falls through the tent. Like, we string up pants. So he's leg first, and he goes through the pants, through like yeah. a sunroof on a car, and then drives right, no, the car directly out. into the driver's seat. So it'd have to be angle. Like, he's coming in like, boo, and then, yeah. Oh, we got to, okay, it's got to be have a little momentum behind him then. I think so, I because you got to get him in. Hmm. So you can use the door as the. As I don't like the, being objectified as the backboard. It can be a dunk. Like that's fine. That's. <laughs> Tristan jumps into his pants, calls glass, and lands in the front seat. Exactly. And then he goes woo, and just puts his foot down in full speed off to Road America. <laughs> Turbos a whistling. Off we exactly. go. Exactly. Yeah. We need to make that happen. Yeah. I don't know if we can do it this trip because we only have a day now to plan it. But <laughs> right, yeah, and we'd need the camera crews and the stunt and we doubles. won't all be there at the same time. So, well, also that minor detail, really, in the scope of things. Well, if we have stunt doubles, we don't have to be there at the same time. Exactly. We can find another tall guy with a beard that can be me. It's no big deal. <laughs> they do just, be around at the track, so. just, <laughs> right? Let's just paint a, just paint a beard on my dad. <laughs> why don't we get bozy we're both bearded we're both short of hair on top we're both like croatian <laughs> like hey <laughs> he can do it yeah absolutely oh can't All right. wait let's, let's get out of here though yeah let's get out of here i'm excited we're we got a ton of cool shit coming up uh hopefully afterwards we can get to a more regular content schedule but uh yeah you know 
is yeah. what it is. Yeah. So uh, thanks for sticking with us today, everybody. And also thank you for uh, your patience. As we have mentioned, it hasn't been as regular a cadence this summer, but for good reasons, not Andrew just playing Minecraft. Um, we appreciate you listening. We don't want you just to listen, though. We want to interact with you. We told you how to find us on social. Um, while you're listening on your favorite streaming platform, uh, leave us a review there, preferably a good one, and or hit that subscribe button. It's free, and uh, you'll get notified of any new content we put out. If you're really into what we're doing, you want to support us monetarily, you now only have two options for that because the merchandise window is closed for now. Um, so for those of you who purchased... What are you doing? You missed it. For now. For the, for now. We'll see how it goes. We might bring it back again. But um, for those of you who did purchase in the last couple of weeks, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, the items are being produced as we speak and are shipping um, mid-August. So within another week or so of us releasing this... Uh, releasing this episode so um if you didn't buy merch but you still want to support us somehow you can go to patreon.com slash check engine podcast or hit the support button at anchor.fm slash check engine podcast thank you in advance for that so who or what are we thanking before we get out of here um i I will start uh as as per usual i guess and i'll just thank you guys because as as much as you say it's not necessarily my fault because i haven't been sitting around playing minecraft the whole time it basically is my fault that uh we haven't been able to record on time so thanks for putting up with that you guys sorry that if you're wondering where i'm looking off screen i'm hearing a noise i'm wondering if i'm about to be i, 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 I am i am very much <laughs> <laughs> i'm hearing a weird noise from the vent fan and i'm wondering if a critter is about to bust through and just fuck my shit up completely <laughs> or maybe someone's trying to steal your car and got lost <laughs> and they're just well so what it sounds like is something is gently fingering the flaps at the end of the at the end of the run the vent run so that's the guy that's trying to distract you while there's someone in the driveway taking your car oh shit you're you, probably right you're looking in the vent in the meantime your car <laughs> is being driven away <laughs> If a full woodchuck comes out of that thing, I'm gonna I'm gonna scream. One full woodchuck, exactly. Great content, though. Absolutely, yeah. You'd have to release the video then. Tristan, who or what are you thanking? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of stick in the same vein. I'm gonna thank you guys not for podcast reasons. Um, as we kind of jokingly alluded to earlier in the podcast, um, it is. It has been a challenging time for my wedding planning, what with the, the Rona uh, hanging around, and things have been moved and rescheduled and um, you know bumped around for the last year and a half, and you guys have kind of hung around with it, and uh, we're going to do it one more time and down to fully replanning it, tear it all down, try again. So um, to tear it all down, try again, and move it up by a month. So um, you guys are our champions for sticking with that so thank you guys it'll all be over soon the, anything the for you buddy be in right now anything for you yeah we'll just That's roll right. with it um i would circle like to circle back to the top of the show and just give a shout out and thank you to colin at racine hyundai um we came in late it was you know, Claire was working until seven and then went in to test drive and look at this car. Um, the, the showroom closes there, I think, at nine. 
we were there well past nine doing paperwork. It was obvious that everybody there wanted to get out of there as you know, there were other salespeople <laughs> leaving. Um, but uh, the folks who took care of us specifically at Racine Hyundai um, did a very good job. We kept them past their uh, their working hours, but um, they were still great to work with. So if you listen to this podcast, you live in southeastern Wisconsin, I encourage you to uh, give a look to uh, Racine Hyundai the next time you guys are in the market for a car. So thanks to Colin and everyone at Racine Hyundai. And as always, thank you listeners for your continued support. We love hearing from you. We love recording this for you. And we cannot wait to speak to you again. Until then, after Road America, take care.